G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway Podcast, the podcast that's all about intermittent fasting. I'm your host, Graham Curry from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilograms or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and have successfully maintained that weight loss. I'm also the author of the Amazon category best-selling book, The Fasting Highway, which will give you a great insight into what it's actually like to live it day to day, how to get started, what it's about, what are some of the health benefits that come from it, and how to turn it into a successful long-term lifestyle. In this series of podcasts, you'll be hearing from people from all over the world, from the beginners to the experienced and those that are on the journey. You'll also be hearing from some leaders in the intermittent fasting community, and you'll also be hearing from some past guests as we recheck in to see how they've been going. And thank you for joining us here on the Fasting Highway. Enjoy the show. G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast. And this is episode 203, brought to you by our Patreon members community. And big shout out to our you members of our Patreon community. Without your help, we simply could not bring this podcast to our listeners each and every week in over 53 countries around the world. If you'd like to join our Patreon members community and get some extra benefits and help with your intermittent fasting lifestyle in return, you can have a look at the link in the show notes there at www.patreon.com forward slash the fasting highway. Okay, folks, let's get on with today's show. And I'm delighted to be speaking with Lisa Evers. And Lisa lives in Chatham, Ontario in Canada. And Lisa's story is a bit different to a lot of us when it comes to weight. And her story really rams home to me that intermittent fasting just isn't about weight loss, as you'll hear Lisa talk about in this amazing podcast episode. And Lisa's journey is more about mental health, self-awareness, and self-image when it comes to our weight, and a really important message. So here she is. I won't spoil the story any further. Lisa. Oh, g'day, Lisa, and welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast, and thank you for joining me today all the way there from uh, Chatham, Ontario. Thank you, Graham, for having me. I'm so excited to share my story with you. I'm an avid listener and follower, and I can't wait to get started. Thank you so much. It's really appreciated, and you're a very inspiring member of our community. But Lisa, for those of you around the world that are listening to this podcast in over 50 countries, if you wouldn't mind just sort of sharing a bit about your backstory and your life and your health and that sort of thing. And how you found your way to uh, intermittent fasting and what the purpose of that was? I'd love to. So we're going to go back about uh, 49 years. That's how old I am. I was born with digestive issues. And my mom said that I was always struggling as a young person. And into my teens, I was struggling as well with kind of just not feeling great very often. And I was always very aware of what foods I was eating what would bug my stomach or what wouldn't bug my stomach. So then I kind of started to develop this uh, overthinking about what I was eating because of how it would make me feel. So, um, you know, and I've never had a real weight issue, but things kind of changed along the way. So when I got into about my early 20s, I went to the doctor's office one day and he noticed that in my neck things didn't quite look exactly like he wanted. So he said, I think that I need to test you for hypothyroidism. And sure enough, it came back that I had um, developed that. So I started doing a little bit of research and things like that. And the main thing that I read about that was other than the tiredness and the sluggishness and the brain fog and all that was weight gain. That did a slight um, number on my young like 21 year old impressionable brain. I was like, Oh my goodness. I've never had to worry about any of this before. And now all of a sudden a new worry on top of all these digestive issues started me down a bit of an unhealthy path and an unhealthy relationship with food, exercise, and my self image. So my main goals, I guess at that time you could say were, how do I stay the same? Because I was happy with how I was physically, I was active, you know, I was never into sports, but like riding my bike and, you know, doing that kind of thing and going to the gym occasionally. Um, and then this new diagnosis was like, oh, well, now I feel like I have to go to the gym more and I have to be really aware of what I eat. And I know that these meds aren't going to fix everything. And it just kind of turned, um, turned my brain onto something that I didn't feel 
now that I know, was a bit of an unhealthy path. So I kind of over the years then, from in my 20s to in my 30s and even having children, um, was always on some type of plan, whether it was carb cycling or paleo or it some type of plan that wasn't really too diety, but it still gave me diet brain because I needed to stay the same. So I would use my digestive issues sort of as an excuse to be like, oh, this is what plan I'm on. But really I was on the plan for my digestive issues and to not gain weight. It almost became a bit of an obsession. And I, later on in life, I got my uh, personal training certificate and that was amazing because I learned things, but then it also gave me more access to the gym. So now I started to overdo that. So everything that I was doing, I kind of overdid it. Not healthy for here. I became, I'd have to say, I, I guess I could use the word like obsessed and it was very distorted. I had a distorted self-image as well fantastic yeah so dealing with all of these things I had two very healthy pregnancies in there and that was all good but I was that one where I was like oh as soon as those babies were born I got to get at it get on the whatever slim fast or whatever whatever I was doing it was just always overthinking overstressing I was demonizing good food like oh bananas don't eat those or too many carbs, even though I never carb uh, counted or macro counted. I just knew that or not knew. I guess I believed that, you know, this food was bad. I always thought that bread bugged my stomach or is everything bugged my stomach now that I think about it because I was constantly digesting food. So fast forward now to, oh, uh, April or May of 2022, I happen to be scrolling and I'm living this life. I'm making sure I'm working out. I'm making sure I'm eating well. I'm making sure I'm drinking the water. I'm doing all the things. My brain is busy with doing all the things. I come across this article and it said how autophagy can help people with hypothyroidism. And I'm like, what? I don't even know how to say that word. I had to ask a friend to help me pronounce that word. So I dug deep into that article which then led me to intermittent fasting within that article. So then I started doing a little bit more search uh, of researching on that. Now I have heard of it before. I was not new to that uh, word because I had been researching and doing all the things for so many years, you name it, like CrossFit, boot camp, all the classes, uh, food, um, I can't even think of the word right now. I eliminated, eliminated diet, like foods. I went on a food elimination diet to see what was good for me or not good for me. It was just a myriad of too much stuff. It fogged my brain. So then I fell upon this intermittent fasting. I was like, I'm going to dig into this a little bit more. And I found this one Instagram page. I don't even remember what it's called anymore. It might've just been called like intermittent underscore fasting. I'm not sure. And I started reading some of the things on there. I'm like, oh, this sounds like, this sounds pretty good. And then I dug into the autophagy part a little bit more. I'm like, I can get into this. I, on a whim, I reached out to the person who ran that page. I said, if you could read one book or suggest one book on intermittent fasting, what would it be? And that's what brought me to fast, feast, repeat. And now the rest of this beautifulness is all my life because that was a about a year and a half ago I read the book I started fasting before I read the book I was not fasting clean for about two two months because I was um, doing apple cider vinegar in water in the morning because it was supposed to be good for my digestive system like you name it I did it so then I read the book and I was like this is so much better two three days in after I started clean fasting I was like I wasn't white knuckling it and then um, being in this type of community and doing more researching, I fell upon your podcast with Jin and it was just so inspiring. I was like, I have to read his book. 
then I read your book and here I am. Here so excited are. to share my story. Well, we're excited that you're here, Lisa, and your story is, is quite different in a lot of ways. And you're a person for you, it's been a mental struggle most of your life about, you know, thinking about your weight and being concerned about doing the right things, which you've always been doing, that hypothyroidism. And then you discovered that, you know, autotrophy, and I can't even say that word either. And then you got to that point where you found intermittent fasting. So let's talk about getting to that point. And then you discovered intermittent fasting, you got going with it. How did you start? You mentioned you were dirty fasting, then you switched into the clean fasting. What, what was your actual protocol? And has that changed much? Or you, you're doing mostly the same thing? Or So my protocol at the beginning was when I, because uh, I hadn't read the book yet, I thought I could start with uh, 16, 8. And I was like, oh, this is kind of hard because I come from the older belief, you know, eat five to six small meals a day to, you know, do all the things that we did in the, the fitness world. Right. And I was like, oh, this shouldn't be this hard, should it? But I was like, I can do it because if anything that I did all those years taught me was um, determination, dedication and follow through because I was dedicated and determined and following through on all those other things for almost 30 years. But I was like, oh, if I can do all those things and give them a valiant effort then I can do this. So I was like, I don't care if it's hard, I'm going to do it. So luckily that was only eight weeks of my life. Cause once I found the book and read about the clean fast, it became so much easier. I was like, oh, then it was 17 hours, like within days, easy, way easier. Nothing's really ever truly easy. Once you um, make these changes from eating all day to, you know, a shorter window, but I was like, I can do this. It was totally manageable. Then I'm like starting to feel really good and my energy levels are starting to soar and I'm losing the brain fog and my mind is starting to become clearer. So I was able to easily then move into um, an 18. Yeah, so 16 I started, then I moved to 17, 18. Now I rarely do anything under 19 because that's where I feel the best. So that five hour eating window. Sometimes it's 20 with a four hour eating window. I change it up all the time because I've learned now that all the noise has gone out of my head from all the years of overthinking things. Um, I, I'm learning to listen to my body. I'm yeah. learning to actually listen yeah. to the cues. So what I'm super thankful for about finding fasting was that my body needed a break from constantly digesting food. So yes, some foods still might bother me a little bit, but the list is way shorter. My digestion, it, digestion is not spot on, but it is way better than before because I'm not constantly working. But then here's where the story gets pretty interesting, I feel, anyway, for me. I found this sense of freedom. It was just the word that kept popping into my head because I was free from constantly grocery shopping, constantly meal prepping, constantly worrying about maybe I have to make something different for myself for dinner than everybody else, constantly thinking about all the things. It was nonstop. So my brain is starting to settle down and it's starting to be quiet. So I'm feeling great. But then last winter, I felt this overwhelming sense of anxiety rush over me. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I feel so good since I've been fasting. And it was like, I was a few months in. And I'm like, what could this possibly be? So I'm trying to think about it. And I'm going to the doctor and I'm going to therapy because I'm thinking, is it perimenopause? Because my age is the right age for that. Is it anxiety? Because I know that can all be um, connected. But anxiety from what? I'm trying to dig deeper. And all the while thinking, I have been feeling so good. What's happening? But I know it wasn't fasting having a negative impact on me. What it was having a positive impact on me. Because my mind was so clear, I came to the conclusion that I wasn't feeling 100% fulfilled in my career. Believe it or not, all this leading up to this led me to listening to my body and my I guess my soul and 
everything else to be like, wow, this is, this has really allowed me to think and dig deeper into that mindset. So I've done some work with um, a coach and it has been amazing. Everything since I started fasting, May, I guess, clean of July of 2023 till now has completely changed the direction of my life. My household is calm. I'm calm. Um, I am in control of my goals versus my goals having control over me. I am in control in a different way. It's so calming and freeing. And I feel like I've had, um, I guess, a mental weight loss versus uh, like physical weight loss. Um, and I'm very thankful that I have developed, I went through all those things because I must've needed to develop, you know, some of those good habits that I have, like the determination and my dedication, but I'm loving stacking that with my new habits of flexibility and freedom and the, the clarity. So it became so clear to me that I actually just two weeks ago, um, handed in my letter of resignation at my job. I am an early childhood educator for our local school board. And um, I am about to embark on some new journeys and I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what they are yet, but it has led me to realize that I need to be happy all the time. And just, I guess, my job served me and I served my job and it's, it was amazing while it was feeling that way. But now that it's not, I realize that it's okay for me to move on. I feel like I can be free in all areas of my life, not just one or two. Yeah. So I really love been, that. I really love what you it's said. It's been a lot. Yeah. The, the, the journey for you has been so different in, in many ways, as I said, but the mental aspect of this is what you mentioned there, the words freedom, calm. And for me, I talk about inner peace all the time because that's how I felt. I felt the sense of inner peace coming over me and being at peace with myself, being at peace with food and being at peace with what I'm doing in my intermittent fasting lifestyle and just waking up every day, not having to think about it. And like you said, not having to go down the shops and get food every five minutes or eat seven times a day. And all of that time we spend doing that, in my case, I was eating all the wrong foods and that led me to being an obese man. But in your case, you were doing so many things right. You were doing everything right. You were looking after your body. You were doing, you know, the exercise and all those things that you were doing, but you were still getting eaten away mentally about the challenge of being in that space and worrying about weight. And so many people worry about weight for so many reasons, whether they don't have a lot to weight to lose or they're obese or they're just carrying excess weight. And there's so many reasons why we come to this in the first place. And I always say to people, intermittent fasting is so much more about than just weight loss because it's the mind, the body, the soul that I feel it repairs. And you just mentioned all of those things. And I couldn't agree more. And I found that as the years roll by, I just found this inner peace that I'm now a calm, more calmer person than I used to be. You know, I used to be quite agitated when I was a beast guy, just over little things because I wasn't feeling well in my body. And when you're feeling well, you feel great, right? So just the difference between, let's talk about that. You're a person that tried so many things in your life, diet-wise, because you're always concerned about what your weight was or where it was going, that sort of thing. And then you've been in this intermittent fasting lifestyle for a little while now. What are the differences between intermittent fasting and those past things that you've tried? For me, it was they weren't sustainable and I couldn't do them long-term. That's what I found. So the difference is for me is like, I, I'm free from overthinking and the obsession and the distorted view that I had either, whether it was distorted inside self-image or uh, the distorted view that I had of food or, um, there was just so many distortions now that I think about it. And I feel like I hit it very well because I had my digestive issues to, to blame, you know, but really it was a lot deeper than that. It was the digestive issues compounded with me worrying about all those other things. So now that freedom is 
I, it's so hard to explain because like my gut feels relaxed. My brain feels relaxed. Everything is so much more relaxed and confident. I'm like, I, because I was so busy worrying about those other things, I was not even realizing that I wasn't even overly fulfilled in my job. Would I've ever had the confidence to do this or to make a change or, you know, it just it seems like life changing. And, you know, the, the brain fog has lifted. I have some arthritis in my left hip. I'm is much better. Um, I want to live better and a nice, long, healthy life, like a good lifespan, not just live a super long time. And I want to be mobile. I want to be flexible. I want to be agile. I want to feel joyful and joyful and freedom are the main things that I'm feeling now that I'm released from all that negative energy and all this and it's allowing all this other positive energy to flow into me and make changes and do things that I love. I have a intermittent fasting page on Instagram that I have just recently started. I'm not sure what I'm doing with it, but I felt like I needed to take a step and like do something different because if you want different results, you need to do something different. So it's called freedom through fasting because freedom is that word that keeps resonating with me. Um, I am so happy that I'm able to give my body a break from all the things and it's resonating through my family as well. You, they can just tell, and you would never think that, oh, not just what you eat, but when you eat, it would have a such, such an impact on your life. But clearly my 30 year journey story is showing that it can, and it does, and it will, if anybody you know, give it a shot or give it a chance. And it's not really something that, you know, you start some of those other programs that you start or other, other things that I was doing, they are like, okay, for about, you know, four or five months, some of them a couple weeks, because it's not a way that you can live. It's not sustainable. Doing something that you can stay consistent at, which intermittent fasting you can is key. It's, one of the easy, easiest things to stay consistent with because there's flexibility in there and freedom. <laughs> We're just going to keep popping up today. Yeah. So, well, it's a yeah, word that just, just it, you know, freedom is something that this lifestyle brings. And, you know, and for anyone that's lost a lot of weight or with intermittent fasting, they do find a lot of freedoms also. So it's not just if you, you're mentally finding those freedoms, it's when you get that weight off your body. And I know, from personal experience it just opens up so many doors now able to do so many things that I wasn't able to do before and that is freedom and the calmness that we talked about and that rewiring of how we think and when our mind gets into a space where we can make good choices and those clear decisions and we and we reflect on our life also what you have done and then you've said to yourself you know I don't know if this job's for me maybe there's something else out there that I want to do maybe there's a vocation that I'm here to do and help people Maybe it's with intermittent fasting. Who knows? But, you know, you may find your passion and your dream and follow it. For me, I'd like to be a travel blog writer. I love travel, right? And we mentioned we were talking about travel in the Patreon community Zoom meeting yesterday. And I said to them, you know, when I was flying through the airports in Dubai and Singapore and Paris, I was really noticing how many people struggle in their 60s and 70s because of ill health because of excess weight, and they're just really struggling to walk the distances, carry the bags, and all that travel brings in that respect. And so for me, that's a really big why for the future, longevity, better health, all those things that you mentioned. So there's so many reasons to do intermittent fasting that's not just connected to weight loss and those things that you talked about, I think are really important about setting yourself up for longevity and having that mindset, hey, I'm going to be here for a long time now. I've got a lifestyle that works. All those things in the past that I did, they're in the past. Now I've got this future and I'm locked into it. So I think it's really important to, you know, take this message from yourself that people are listening to about the mental aspect and how it can change your life and bring all those things in calmness. And it must have been great when you made that choice that you said to yourself, I don't know if I want to be an early educator. And then you just, you're going on to some other dream. 
Yeah. And if that is also very freeing and the fact that I'm not scared, something will happen. I will find something. I want to break free a little bit from maybe a lot from society's norms of saying you go to school, you stay in your field, you get a job, stay there forever, you retire and that's it. I would like to live now for the rest of my days um, with not feeling that my end goal is retirement. My end goal is just how can I serve? You know, how, how can I help? How can I leave somebody with the, uh, the impression of increase? What kind of impact could I possibly have in helping somebody? It could be in the same uh, field with um, children and families. I don't, I don't know. I need to dig deep to find out where that passion is. But having this ability to do this because my mind is now clear would have never would have never happened if I wouldn't have read that article and then followed mm. the follow the signs, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to let go. Of, yeah. And I love that you mentioned traveling too, because traveling was a thing for me. I would pre, my brain would be like pre-worry, pre-figure out what am I going to do? What kind of food are we going to eat when we get there? What can I eat? What is it going to, oh, it was um, a mess. So the past two, no, three trips that we've made to Florida in the past uh, year was the easiest thing I've ever done because I didn't need to worry about it. I didn't need to eat. Uh, that hotel breakfast before we went that I didn't really care for anyway you know I didn't I just fasted and it was so easy it it makes traveling and going places and whatever just easy I'm not bringing my cooler bag of food it's I don't have to do all that anymore it's I just go it's there's another it's just so freeing I just go yeah and the mindset piece is um super huge um, becoming very mindful of what I say to myself, how I think of myself, how I think of others, you know, kindness, all the good things. I've always been a very positive and energetic person, but I feel like that can really resonate through me now that I am not so hung up on all those other distorted things that I, my brain was busy with. Yeah. And this is really pretty interesting. I grew up in a home because I feel this is important to mention. If you imagine a beautiful, happy childhood, you know, mom, dad, brother, sister, all things, spending time with grandparents, all the things that was my childhood. It was lovely. So where all of this stemmed from is wild to me. Clearly society with me growing up in the eighties and watching shows in the nineties, like that where everybody was thick, thin. And I'm like, oh, well, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty small. I need to stay like that. That's what's on TV. You know, all the things like society puts these things um, at you all the time, the magazines. So I can't even imagine what, what youth are dealing with now with all the other things firing at them. But I came from a home where diet, exercise, all that stuff was never talked about because we were all just fairly healthy naturally. My parents golfed, they biked, we walked, we did the things. And I came from that type of upbringing and still ended up um, in that, in that situation of my brain being so busy thinking all the things and being distorted. Yeah. And I think that's important to talk about you know, because when we're brought up and how we sort of families that we come from, because that's an issue too that can lead to a weight gain to a lot of people because they're it's generational because some families, they just constantly eat together and they eat all the wrong things. And, and you'll find a lot of them in the family are quite big people or, you know, they have problems with weight and that sort of thing. And then there's the other side of the coin where people come from really healthy families that never had problems with weight. It's not something that's talked about because nobody has a weight issue. So they don't really talk about it much and they just know that they have to eat good and they have to exercise and they have to do all those things just to stay in that range of where they are and they're healthy and they feel good. And I, I think most people, when you come to intermittent fasting and you get to that point, 
Lisa, and obviously now you're looking at maintaining this for the rest of your life. So I want to talk about that now before we go on. But, you know, you've got to this point now where you're convinced, obviously, you're very passionate about it. And so where do you think you're going to go with it? You're sort of going to stay around that 19.5 mark or you're going to try anything different or you're just happy to keep it simple and not think about it and it's working for you. So you're just, just going to carry on doing this. And just talk about your eating window too because people are going to want to know that. Just if well, I do. Food, food taste, I know you're always eating really healthy food earlier on in your life. But now has that changed at all or just your food style and what you like to eat and just give us a typical day for you and, and that sort of meal style that you have. So what I noticed when I first started, because I had eliminated and demonized so many foods for so long that when I started fasting, I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, if the family's going to order pizza tonight, I'll have it. I'll try it and I'll see if it bugs my stomach. Oh, lo and behold, it did not. <laughs> so I have let a few, I've relaxed a bit and let a few things back in which has also made life easier because I'm we're not making different meals because everybody's like I was making just a different meal for for me and it wasn't like I was picky but I was like convinced that I couldn't have that so I've let a few things in I might have gone a little bit overboard here and there because it was like I spent so many years restricting I was like oh I want to have this and I want to have that I that is that is settled down um so I do prefer the 19 five but if I am like feeling this this isn't me being lazy this is me being oh I just don't feel like packing a lunch today then I don't because I know I'm not going to fall apart and I can wait till I get home so then it might be a 21 or a 22 so I do kind of let um let kind of how I feel dictate but and as as I mentioned, I do love that 19.5, but if I'm hungry at 18, if my body's telling me to eat, I'll, I'll eat, but I, I'm usually not very hungry by then. And in my window, I am making very, for the most part, very healthy choices. Um, I do, I'm one of the people that need carbohydrates. I could eat all the protein in the world and I still do not feel satisfied. So I have to have some type of carbohydrate. I love that intermittent fasting is so, it works for everybody. If carbohydrate, carbohydrates don't work for you, then don't eat them. If they do work for you, then do eat them. You know, it's just, I guess, choosing higher quality food, a little bit more nutrient dense food. I also love fat. So I'll like throw up, throw on an avocado, you know, on my plate and just have some salt and pepper on it with, with that. Um, I do like, having um a smaller like snack and then a meal i'm mostly eating um late afternoon and then dinner so um i do like to be finished eating around i i like to be done early 6 six thirty. i like going to bed with an empty stomach because and then i love getting up in the morning and if i have time if i can make time to work out i like to work out on an empty stomach as well um, but I, I, I have thought about toying with a longer fast, um, not terribly long, maybe, you know, a 36, 36 hour, but, um, I'll see how that goes. I'll listen to my body. If, if I feel like it's the right time, then I'll, I'll do it. But we, lots of chicken and tuna and avocado and, um, you know, we, I eat potatoes even because I went for a long time without allowing potatoes, um, Oh, I thought for years that popcorn bugged my stomach. It does not bug my stomach. So now I can have a nice, I would prefer popcorn over if I'm going to have like a snack over, over chips or anything like that. But I'm like, oh, I can have that. And it's, you know, and I don't feel that I need to like get it all in. I can have a nice small amount. I'm satisfied and then go on with it. I don't, um, if I do eat something, for example, if it's somebody's birthday and I'm, there's carrot cake there, it's one of my, I love carrot cake or I have at Easter or whatever. I don't feel that guilt anymore. They, I'm free from the guilt. Then I also the next day or that day don't feel like I need to go work it off. So my workout routine has also drastically changed. I used to be like, well, if I can't work out for an hour, then it wasn't worth it. Or if I'm not sore the next day, then it, 
you know, it wasn't, I didn't work hard enough. Now it's like, oh, if I get in a nice power walk, that's my workout. Don't, do not ever underestimate the power of a good walk. Or if I only get 20 minutes in with weights, that's what I get in. That constant worry is gone. So, um, but yeah, the, the flexibility of being able to move that window too is amazing. But I still, I like to eat later in the day, like later in the afternoon and um, at dinner. And then I, I'm good to close. Yeah. And I, I think don't you're feel moving. like I'm missing anything. No, and I think you're moving more into that intuitive sort of feeling that we get with intermittent fasting where we get more in tune with our bodies. And obviously you've been in tune with your body for quite some time in various ways through your life because you understood the, the benefits of good health and maintaining a healthy weight and all that sort of thing. So you got that, but now you've released all those things and not beating yourself up and thinking, oh man, I ate all that food on the weekend. Now I'm going to have to go to the gym and work out for three hours. You've, you've put that in the past now and you say to yourself, you know, okay, if I get in a good power walk today, that's cool. Or if I do some weight for 20 minutes, that's cool. And that's the difference now between what you were doing, what you're doing now to what you were doing before, where it was more like an obsession for you because you thought, well, I have to go and do that because I had that extra food or I had those extra carbs and, oh my God, I'm going to put on all this weight. So you've really had a transition in that respect and how you see yourself and I guess you you mentioned that you've always been quite a positive and you're, you're a very positive bubbly person as it is, but I can imagine that you now take some self-love back for you more. And we talk about those positive affirmations and the way we think about ourselves. And I think intermittent fasting really gives us back that bit of self-love and that extra self-love. Have you found that as well with this journey of discovery you've been on? Oh my goodness. It's, a, it's different. And I love it because um, I, I'm all, I've always been fairly self-confident, especially if it's something that I, I know about. Um, but this type of self-worth is different because it's deep. And if, you know, you can truly, truly love yourself, you can put forth that to others because you can't do those things unless you love yourself, trust yourself, um, appreciate yourself. So that mindset journey has been massive for me. And that's what calmed me. So yes, I'm super energetic and positive And I like, I love energy, but I, I feel all of that still, but in a different type of calm and, you know, how you talk to yourself and what you say to yourself, even what you think about yourself, you know, whether you say it out loud or you don't, those thoughts definitely um, become things. And you you need to be careful what you say to yourself because you're always listening. Yeah, it's, I like that. That's just the way that it is, right? Like, um, if you, I love the quote by Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you can't. Oh, now I just dropped it. I, I. It's, it's like along the lines of whether you think you can or you can't, that will be, like if you can, if you think it, you can do it. And if you think you can't, then you can't. So how bad in the end do you um, really want something? But I'm also using that into like what I think about myself and me having such a better self-image because I looked and behaved healthy on the outside. Like this, some of this might surprise people that know me. They would probably be shocked because they probably thought I was doing all the right things too because of the way it looked. But it deep inside, it wasn't. It was distorted. It wasn't. It wasn't right. Um, I'm just very grateful and very thankful that this happened for me and came to me when it did, because I don't. I don't even want to think about, you know, what how, how it could have turned out. I could have just care. I, I can't even imagine myself carrying on like that for the rest of my life, constantly in that state of thought about food, exercise, you know, distorted body image. Now it's like, oh, look at that. I'm aware I have less brain fog. Oh, look at that. My stomach isn't bloated after I eat every single time. Oh, I can have some cheese and not think that I'm going to feel terrible. Like 
whether you think you can or you think you can't, I was thinking that cheese bugged my stomach. So of course it did. It was all the stuff that I was telling myself. Because you've done a lot of work on your, your gut health too, obviously. I mean, you mentioned in your bio there, you had issues with constipation and things like that early in your life. And you turned that around. Because I think our gut health is really important to work through as well. And you mentioned one of Jin's books there. And, and I think her book, Feast Without Fear, was really great because it talks a lot about the gut health and that in the microbiome. And I, I found that super interesting about how our gut health can heal with this as well. And is that something you've found? And I just want to talk about your medical background, if you don't mind. Like, is your doctor on board with this? And have you had any tests or anything like that? I mean, obviously, weight isn't a big issue for you, but the markers, the bloods, all that sort of thing. And have you seen that sort of stuff improve or any other NSVs that we talk about or health benefits that you've found from your fasting lifestyle? So my list of supplements used to be like the longest list ever. You name it, I probably tried it because it was going to be good for my health on top of either the water with um, lemon in the morning or hot water with apple cider vinegar, plus all the digestive enzymes, plus all of this and all of that and all these other things, because I also had crazy cravings. So then I was trying to take things that would help me with the cravings. Well, I was probably craving things because I was malnourished because I wasn't eating properly. So I am down to magnesium and um, a drop. It's, it's a tincture called Canadian bitters and that, that helps with digestion. So I have like, I had like a bucket full of supplements and now I'm down to those two. That is huge for me. My digestion is not perfect, but that's okay. Physiologically, this could just be the way that I was born slow to low motility. Plus with the thyroid, I'm going for some blood work uh, next week. Um, and no, my doctor does, does not know. I have, I haven't had like a real doctor's appointment in a long time. So it hasn't been, it hasn't been brought up. And I've always had decent blood work, except for my thyroid here and there. So I don't really have much to compare to, but we shall see as the years go by, when the doctor does want to decide to do some of maybe uh, my hormone levels. Um, I know he's not doing any of this round because I'm not having any um, real uh, perimenopause or menopausal type symptoms. So I am keeping a close eye on that. Yeah, so, Lisa, yeah, that if you don't mind sharing, what age are you? I am 49. 49. Okay. So you're just going into yep. your fifties and that sort of thing. And yep. like we talked about before, like setting yourself up for longevity uh, and with your family, let's talk about support networks and, you know, support is really important in this journey as well. And our families understanding what we're doing and, and being in our corner and how's the support been for you? Have you got any kickback about doing intermittent fasting? Cause you're a person that doesn't outwardly look like you need to lose a lot of weight. Sometimes people think, well, why are you only eating once a day when you don't eat a weight? They don't get it. Have you had any kickback or has it been pretty smooth sailing for you? So um, my husband, 100% on board. He just does it now with me. So that is super easy. Uh, my kids totally understand and they don't think that, oh, mom's starving herself. No, they just know that I'm eating now and now I'm full and now I'm not going to eat anymore. Um, a lot of family members don't really know my story they will now um because I will be you know wanting to share because this was feeling very vulnerable but now I'm feeling way more comfortable with uh being uncomfortable um I would I've tried to reach out to some people and I feel like maybe some people might think oh this is what Lisa's doing now because for so many years I was always doing something but this is the thing that I have been able to maintain and sustain and do the longest. So I think that once, you know, my story is heard and they might understand um, that they'll be very receptive. I have a very open-minded family when it comes to this type of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had definitely have support. At first, I kind of felt like 
it was a secret because just like what you had said, well, you don't, why would you only eat once a day or why are you only having what, whatever? Um, not realizing the amazing benefit it has had on my body from giving it a break from digesting. Um, so yeah, I can, I can see some people maybe doing some wondering. Um, I don't have a big sciencey background, so I have a hard time explaining the science. So I would obviously refer people to, you know, books that I believe in and that I trust. Um, but, you know, maybe just in general, um, the health. And I have a long life to live. Um, I had a grandma who lived to 106. Wow. So I've, I've got some time that I want to do this, you know, the best way that I possibly can. I want to be, I want to be doing all the things. Only another, well 50, into my... only another 57 years to go, Lisa. That's You'll be able to do that standing on your head, I reckon, the way you're going. But that's fantastic. A big, a big shout out to your husband. And thanks, mate, for supporting your wife, because that's really important. And I would say to partners listening to this, that main, their wives or husbands may be doing it, get them behind them, get on the same page at least understand why they're doing it and support the reasons why they're doing it. Because, you know, we have to do this for ourselves. You know, I, I finish tough conversations with people that talk about intermittent fasting in a negative light with, hey, mate, or, or whoever I'm talking to, you do you and I'll do me. And let's leave it at that. And, you know, you, you have your sort of convincing arguments and I have mine. But I don't tend to argue with people about it anymore because I don't strike a lot of people that will say that to me because... The qualification for a lot of people, and particularly in your circle, is that when you've lost a lot of weight, they'll sit in the bushes, they'll watch you, they'll watch you, they'll watch you, because they're thinking to themselves, he's going to put that weight back on, just like every other time. He's going to regain that weight. But when you don't, then all of a sudden they go, wow, this intermittent fasting must really be something in it. And I know critics I had in the very early days are now people that are doing intermittent fasting, and it's funny how the full circle turns. But I can't tell you how inspiring you've been today. And I just want you to, before I ask you the next question, how do people get you on Instagram again? What's your handle? So my handle is uh, Freedom Through Fasting. F Freedom Through Fasting. So yep, 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 yep. go and give Lisa a follow on Instagram. But Lisa, if you're sitting around there in Chatham, Ontario, and you're talking to people with some friends and they're saying, hey, Lisa, you look wonderful. And we can see the enthusiasm bouncing out in you here. We want to get going with intermittent fasting. And why should we get going with it? What would you actually tell them if you were just having a coffee with them in just a brief period of time without having to delve into all the scientific stuff? I would probably tell them that there are way more health benefits to this than maybe than they would ever imagine. Because I know that if they've ever heard of it before, it would probably be because it would have been in the weight loss realm. And yes, that is absolutely true but i would love for them to listen to maybe my story and hear how it's not just about that it can be about so much more and how it actually changed um my mindset and with the clarity and then you know we could delve into some other things but i feel like this is where it becomes a little bit um tricky for me because i've always pretty much looked the same so, but, and people want to focus on the outward, whereas I want to talk about more about the inward. So um, that that's where I would feel like, just take a couple minutes and ha like chat with me about it because it can be so much more than um, weight loss. It can be all of the things that you want it to be. Cause like I was having days where I was driving home from work and I didn't even remember the drive because I was in that fog. And brain fog is a big one. A lot of people have that. And that that that's definitely a good opener to get rid of that that brain fog. Yeah. Um yeah, and just you know, the health benefits and like, hey, dig into a little bit of it, see what autophagy is all about. Or, you know, there's just so many things that I want to talk about. So that I would have to like really whittle down like my top. I'd have to think about it and really whittle down my top things that I'd want to talk about, but definitely brain fog, mental clarity, and positive self-image. Yeah, and I think even if you could start there. 
Yeah, and I think if anybody's got a friend or somebody out there that may be a healthy person on the on the outside, as you say, but sometimes they may be struggling mentally and they're, they're getting fixated on, you know, weight and all that sort of thing, and they're not at peace with themselves, I think this podcast is going to be a shining light for those people in the future. There's definitely something I'll be referring people to in that circumstance, because you may be healthy on the outside, but sometimes on the inside or mentally you may be challenged. Or you may be sort of so obsessed about not gaining weight and worrying about it so much, you're at the other end of the scale. So you've been really helpful and very motivational today. But Lisa, again, thank you for joining us here on the Fasting Highway. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm so grateful I could do this and and get to meet you. I feel like I've met a superstar. <laughs> oh, I'm no superstar. I'm just Graham Curry from Perth, Australia. But thank you. But Anyway, we'll chat soon and um, I'm sure you're going to be a superstar and keep going with your Instagram page, keep inspiring people. And I think we'll hear from you again. I'd love to get you back on in six to 12 months time to see where you are and what you're doing then. I'd love that. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Bye. Okay, bye now. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. Wonderful insight into living an intermittent fasting lifestyle for the reasons you described. Really rammed home the, to me about that intermittent fasting just isn't all about weight loss. It's about so much more. And I really resonated with what you said, the mental side of things about finding peace with food and just with our weight and where our bodies are. So thank you for sharing that insight with us. Really enjoyed it. Anyway, folks, as you heard, the podcast is now brought to you by our Patreon members community. The Patreon community is really growing. We have Zoom accountability meetings each month, extra podcasts, bonus discussion topics. It's been fantastic. If you want to get some extra accountability for your intermittent fasting lifestyle and get something back in return, then have a look at the link in the show notes here at www.com, Patreon forward slash the fasting highway. If you're interested in my own story with intermittent fasting, you can find that in my book, The Fasting Highway. You can get that on Amazon, both paperback and Kindle. If you're after the audio books, you can find that in Apple Books Audio, audiobooks.com, Kobo, Spotify, many others. Not on Audible yet, but there is on many, many platforms out there, including Libby, uh, that you can get from your local library. Okay, folks, until next week, be well, be safe, and remember, clean fasting is everlasting.